Uh, yes, the Origin Pump Up song, Slamming Sam is redeeming himself. What song would you pump up to before jumping into Battle at the Cauldron? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, Ray has said, we know why Benny Elias kicked those two field goals. It was his way of saying goodbye to Origin. It was the same game Mal said goodbye in, yeah, Origin 3 in 1994. The Blues won it 27-12, so it wasn't to win the game. 27-12, two field goals. Benny Elias in the fair income department. Actually, Brad Fittler kicked a field goal on that as well. Field goal central. So he just did it because he could, huh? There's another reason why to... Hate Benny Elias, isn't it? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Look, Ford fans are scratching their heads. In fact, they're doing more than that. They're howling. Maybe Ford teams are scratching their heads. Just trying to figure out how to get some sort of impetus into this year's Supercars title. Out of the 14 races we've had so far... Only one has gone the way of the Blue Oval. Actually, it's 15 races now, isn't it? Yeah, 15 races after the Triple Crown in Darwin. 15 races and only one won by the Mustangs. And that was actually race one in Newcastle, Cam Waters. It's all to do with parity. And Ford are blowing up as a factory and as the teams. What does this all mean? Well, let's try and bust it down with our man from the... Well, he's the co-host of the Driver's Seat podcast here on SEN. Uh, Matt McKeldon, a very good morning to you. Can can you bust it down for us in simple terms, in layman's terms? What's going on with the Mustangs and what must they do or mu- what must happen to bring them back up to speed? Good morning, Ben. Well, simple terms is uh, not a term that we actually can use within supercars. It seems to be the most complicated uh, thing in the world right now, which is why we can't seem to get forward up the front of our sport. Look, if you want to be a bit of a propeller head about it, um, what Ford is saying at the moment is that there is an aero deficiency with the new Gen 3 Mustang. And to break that down even further, they're probably they're talking really about a mid-corner aero deficiency. So when the car reaches into the mid-corner, there's a lack of uh, aero downforce on the Mustangs, which means it uses its tyres more. And then as you then go through the race, Uh, because it's using its tyres more and more, it lacks speed throughout a full race. On a lap, a single lap, yep, not a problem. Uh, When it comes to to a race distance, though, the Ford definitely looks the lesser vehicle because, as you say, we've had one Ford victory Mm. in the whole of season 2023, and to be quite frank, that was inherited. Cam Waters got that at Newcastle after the two Triple Eight Red Bull cars yes. were disqualified That's right. for uh, an, an illegality on the car. So um, if you take that into account, Ford has not reached and does not look like reaching the top step of the podium. And see, Matt, we thought this was all sorted out before the series started when they were trying to get parity. They did all the testing. They they, they did everything. There was, there was modifications made. Supercars had this sorted, didn't they? We thought so. Boy, did we thought so. And we hoped so. Um, and at a street circuit where we kicked off the season in Newcastle, mm. bit of a hard place to judge whether we'd actually been able to reach parity. The, the interesting thing is in the first uh, couple of races, probably three or four races, um, a lot of the talk was about an engine 
disparity. So all we've been receiving from supercars has been that we're going to put a new engine map in the Ford, another new engine map, another new engine map. What's coming out now after Darwin, and we're five rounds down. Remember, we when we go to Townsville in just a couple of weeks' time, we are halfway through our season, and Ford is still at a duck egg. What they're now saying is that, as, as we said earlier, that it is an aero issue with the cars. But then the, there is two parts to this. There is, of course, the on-track results for Ford versus Chevrolet. The bigger question for me right now is the off-track uh, issues that we are seeing. When we get into an issue like we have right now within NRL or cricket or AFL, the heads of those sports stand up and they say, we've got an issue, we recognise it, this is what we're going to try and do, and this is what we hope will happen from the actions that we're taking. Mm. The bigger issue for mine, Ben, is that supercars have been absolutely silent on any of the goings-on in regards to what they're trying to do from a parity point of view and what changes they're going to make to the car. They have the data. Ford, they're not sharing it with Ford, and they're not sharing the data with their Ford teams. So I was made aware of some messages over the weekend from the top guy at Ford in Australia, and they are a hair's breadth away from pulling back from our sport. I've also spoken to other folks in and around supercars. Uh, Ford have already reduced some of their spend from an, uh, an in-content advertising point of view. So what I just do not understand, what is so frustrating, and what I think really is quite rude, is that supercars are not communicating with their teams, their corporate partners, and they're sure as heck not compete, uh, uh, communicating with their fans. So we're in a bit of a black hole here, and halfway through our season, it's extraordinarily frustrating. Uh, Matt McKeldon, my guest this morning, the co-host of The Driver's Seat, you hear it here on SEN. Uh, Matt, so if, if Ford pull out, I mean, we're not talking about teams not racing anymore, or is that, or is that what you're suggesting could happen? Uh, when we say manufacturer support, we have yeah. manufacturer support from Ford's point of view for the series, but then we also have teams like Tickford, Dick Johnson Racing. These guys, huge chunk of money from Ford to be able to keep their racing activities up and viable. Mm. So am I saying that we would see teams fall over? No, I don't think we would see that. But we are at a come-to-Jesus point in this in this uh in our category and in our sport, we profess to be the most competitive uh, and the best touring car category in the world. And right now, we're an absolute laughingstock. Um, when you start having partners within the series as a whole, ringing supercars and saying, guys, you, you need to get on top of this because this is becoming embarrassing. Well, that's a real issue for our sport. Um, we struggle to get front page news and we, well, we, we never get front page news. We struggle to get on the back page news um, for any good reason. And right now uh, we are a laughing stock. And I, and I simply, we're going to talk about it on Wednesday night on the driver's seat. Mm. Um, I am astounded at the lack of leadership from supercars. We have not seen Shane Howard, who is our, the head of our uh, series. We have not stand him up. And we have not seen him stand up and take responsibility for what's happened, recognise it, outlay what's going on um, with a hope to fixing it in the coming rounds. There needs to be something desperately done by Townsville come the 7th, 8th and 9th of July 
or I don't know what happens with the next step. But we, we're, in a, we're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, Matt, it, it seems that way. Is it an easy fix? I mean, if it's aerodynamics, is it tweaking a wing? Is it putting a wider guard? Is it putting more downforce? Is it something that can be fixed quite easily? With the aforementioned propeller heads, I am not one of them. So <laughs> I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you exactly what the fix is. I can tell you that what is being um, generally called for through the sport yep. is to get our two prototype Gen 3 cars into an aircraft, get them over to the United States to an independent testing facility where we can put one on a rolling road. We put them both on a rolling road type dyno and we stick both of them into a wind tunnel to be able to maximise the product we have got uh, to be halfway through a season mm. with these results. And, and here's, here's the interesting thing. One of our major uh, online news agencies ran a poll after Darwin last week. Should supercars be looking deeper into parity? 86% of respondents said absolutely they should. So 14% said, no, don't worry. And I'll tell you now that they'll probably be more than likely Chevrolet people. Um, but the reality is that fans of our sport, both Ford and Chevrolet, yeah. are now demanding that supercars do something about it. So send them off to America, do something. But again, that's not a quick process. I don't know what the answer is between now and Townsville, but something has to happen. Mate, the driver's seat Wednesday night. Cannot wait for it. Uh, it'll be uh, more explosive details, and we uh, look forward to hearing it. Matt, appreciate your time and stepping us through it today. Matt McKeldin there. Look, it is one of Australian sports' biggest rivalries. Ford, and well, it's not Holden now, but if you're either one or the other, right? I mean, I grew up with the Kingswood, so I fall into the Camaro camp, the General Motors camp, the Holden camp, whatever you want to call it, the red side. But you do not want to see this. This is not a competition. 15 races in, five events in, and it's been Chevrolet, 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 Chevrolet. And the only win that Ford have got is by default. You want it to be a competition. It is Australian sport's biggest rivalry outside of Queensland and New South Wales. But it's in the grand final, isn't it? But all of a sudden, that rivalry is not there. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Ford fans, Holden, Camaro fans, where do you sit? What needs to happen? What needs to happen right now? We need to take a news hit from Vanessa at 11.33.